The following is a hoop ball presentation. Good morning, hoop ballers, and welcome to another edition of Hoop Balls DFS today. This is your Saturday, February 20th edition. I am your host, Santino Cacone, and I am joined here again by the wonderful weekend warrior, Aaron Asmus. How are you doing tonight, Aaron? Uh, doing great. Glad glad to be back. Had a one-week hiatus, but uh, let's get to it. I'm, I'm excited to dive back in. Awesome, man. And yeah, we had, uh, you were off this last week, so uh, this is a good one to come back for. We have currently five games. Two of them got canceled. One of them is tentatively on track to play. That's the Hornets-Warriors game. That's the first one we'll get to, but uh, we have a five-game slate, so it's not not too deep uh, as of right now. And and the first game starts at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. The last one starts at 10 p.m. So hopefully we have a bunch of the news in by the time that uh, we're starting our lineups and, and locking everything there. Yeah, man. Um, I think we only have a couple spots. I think just the Kings news is kind of the big if Harrison Barnes and Rashawn Holmes are playing. Other than that, it doesn't kind of looks like we know everything. You know, Dennis Schroeder was already ruled out for uh, the Saturday game due to COVID protocol. And mm-hmm. I apologize if you hear the dog <laughs> in the background. Uh, <laughs> But, yeah, I I think this should be a relatively calm slate. So I hope um, that's just that Kings news we have to take a look at. Yeah. And uh, before we get into it, I just do want to shout out our guys over at Manscaped, uh, the premier leader in men's below-the-waist grooming. Uh, if you're not familiar with it, we've been talking about the Perfect Package 3.0 a lot. It comes with the Lawnmower 3.0. Uh, it comes with the Crop Preserver, uh, the Crop Reviver, these the Manscaped Boxers, which are fantastic as well. Uh, and it comes with some other good stuff in there as well. Um, but all this is 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 great for you, and, and uh, you can get 20% off and free shipping if you use the promo code HOOPBALL20. Uh, over at manscaped.com. Again, that's 20% off and free shipping with the promo code HOOPBALL20. Uh, so give that a look, and those products are fantastic. Uh, also, we'd like to shout out our guys over at MyBookie. Uh, if you're not on there now, try and get in there as sooner rather than later. We have the March Madness coming up very soon, probably within the next month. They'll have, uh, I assume they'll have, um, all the brackets or selection Sunday within the next month. Though they usually give out some odds boosts and stuff like that. And with the MLB season right around the corner too, I'm assuming that that you'll get some odds boosts for that as well. Uh, so definitely go to give them a look. They're they're awesome, and it's as simple as signing up, enter the promo code Hoopball, and get your deposit matched halfway up to a thousand bucks. Again, it's as simple as heading on over to my bookie uh, and. Enter the promo code HoopBall, and if, if you want to add a little excitement to the sports you love and the games you bet, uh, go to my bookie and bet with the best. <clears throat> and now what I want to do is get right into this slate, man. I'm, I'm, kind of, I'm pretty excited for this one. We have the Warriors at the Hornets at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. This is the first game. Uh, we, we got a big wave of news on who's going to be in and out for, for the Hornets. We do not have a line for this one. As of right now, we're recording this one late. 
February 19th on Friday. So we only have three lines, uh, the late ones, but we'll go with um, the injury report for this one. And on the Hornets side, we got a, a wave of news there for them. Uh, they didn't put it on the official injury report as of yet, but I know that they have Mal- or, um, Gordon Hayward. He is probable for this one. <clears throat> uh, we have one second. We have um, Devontae Graham is questionable or, or doubtful. P.J. Washington is not on the injury report. Let's so. go, P.J. <laughs> we, yeah. we like that one. And both Martin brothers are out. Uh, they are out for protocols, and they're the only ones out. So we have both Martins out, Devontae Graham doubtful, Gordon Hayward probable, and everybody else is supposedly off the injury report as of now. And on the Warriors' side, they just finished their game against the, the Magic not too long ago, so we don't have a full injury report on them. But we do know that James Wiseman is probably not going to play. Kevin Looney is not that close yet um and as of as of now those are the two guys out and i guess we have to watch draymond green because he came into this game probable it's on the second night of a back-to-back so we might not have him but we don't know that news as of yet uh but what we do know now is that the away team is the warriors man and how you feeling about them yeah um this is Definitely, definitely an interesting slate. I think there's like three awesome game environments, and I think this is one of them. Um, the Warriors, when when Draymond moving Draymond to center, have really figured out their defense. Um, you know, they've been third in the NBA in defensive rating over their last seven games uh, with a 107 defensive rating, uh, which is really, really impressive. Um, considering a lot of people thought, you know, Draymond might have been washed at this point, but he's just really solidified um, everything they're trying to do. But they're also still one of the fastest teams in the NBA. So they, that kind of makes up for their really strong defense because they're just creating more and more possessions. Um, it's just a, it's just an awesome spot for Steph Curry. And I think we have like three or four expensive studs that – are just really great plays, and I think Steph Curry is one of them. Um, the Hornets just don't have a wing defender capable of slowing him down. Um, I think probably the only thing you can nitpick is this is the second night of a back-to-back. And, it, you know, if the Warriors end up... The Warriors will look for any opportunity to rest Steph if they can. Uh, if this game gets out of control in, in the second half. But... He's a little cheaper than the other guys at 10.1. I think Damian Lillard is squarely in play at 10.6. LeBron at 10.2. But, yeah, I I think I have no problems going uh, to this Warriors team. I I think it'll be a relatively competitive game. Um, I'm just not exactly sure the right spot to go. I think Juan Toscano-Anderson with his, his new role with everybody out. Um, is a pretty solid play. He's down to 4.1K, which is pretty much where you want to be playing him. The other ancillary guys are just a little expensive. I think I want to attack other other spots. Yeah, uh, I don't mind going Seth as well. This, this Hornets team hasn't played since Sunday, so while they're rested, 
they are also they haven't been able to practice. They haven't been able to do much of anything when they're right. in the health and safety protocol. So they might come out really flat. And I don't mind looking at some of these guys uh, like Seth or Steph. I keep <laughs> I don't know why I called Seth. <laughs> second time I did that. I don't mind looking at Steph uh, Ubre. If I'm going to look over there, he's been turning it on a little bit. I think that's a very good matchup for him as well. Um, uh, I saw that Mark Mulder, he's been jumped into the rotation and he actually started the second half tonight on Friday. I uh, only played, he didn't play too many minutes anyway. He played 14 again, but, uh, that's something to keep an eye on out, eye out for, especially on the second night of a back to back. If he's going to be a guy that's jumping into the rotation, even in 20 minutes at basement barrel, three K, uh, we can we can look at that. He scored ten points tonight with three rebounds, two assists. Again, nothing to write home about. But you give the guy an extra six seven minutes, uh, we can look there. Here, um, a guy that jumped up a little bit was Kent Bazemore. He probably got a lot of ownership in this last game, uh, but we can't. We don't have to go there. Uh, I would stick towards Curry Ubre, and then if if I'm digging deep, I think that we can look at uh, Mark Mulder since he's playing in the rotation uh, a bit more. <clears throat> but yeah, it, it's going to be a, a crapshoot to see which Hornets team we kind of get since they haven't played in uh, in almost a week now. They haven't. It's going to be Saturday. They haven't played till since Sunday. They haven't done much of anything since Sunday. So uh, I'm kind of nervous on how they're going to come out. Whether it's just very flat and they just don't pick it up the rest of the game and it gets blown out, or uh, w- whatever the case may be. But flipping on over to their side, are you looking at anybody in particular on their side? Yeah, I think um, the one guy who, I mean, the, the price tag that really stood out to me uh, was Lamella Ball at 8800 It's just like, whoa, holy, <laughs> like, just some real sticker shock there. But the fact is, the guy, he's now playing starter minutes, and this is always... I think this was always kind of the result we thought Melo could be, and I think he's better. He's been a lot better than people expected right out of the gate. Um, his game is just so conducive to fantasy scoring. Um, it's the best. I think he's the best rebounding guard, or maybe the second best behind Russ Westbrook um, in the NBA. Uh, he's always going to have control of the offense when he's on the floor. And if Devontae Graham does end up missing this game, I think it's going to be a similar result where. He's going to be playing 35-plus minutes. He's going to have a monster usage rate. He's going to get involved on uh, the glass, and he's going to be really active in passing lanes and um, just kind of ramping up those steal numbers. So it looks a little crazy to be paying 8800 but I don't hate it in tournaments uh, whatsoever. Um, I think there's he's one of the few guys where every game now, uh, especially as a starter, he has triple-double upside, which really helps give him a ceiling. Um, I just don't think I can go there in cash games. There's a couple other plays a little cheaper I, w- I want to target. And uh, I'm pretty certain I want to play one of the the 10K and over guys for cash games. But for tournament builds, I love it. I I think it's um, I think it could be a really contrarian play that no, no one will want to pay this price tag for him. But he also has the ceiling to break the slate. Yeah, I like that. And... Uh... I, I think he's, like you said, I think he's more of a GPP play for me. I can't really go there in cash. And it's a similar sentiment of what I was saying earlier. I don't know exactly which Hornets team we're going to get. And that's right. something I want to do. Uh, I'm going to deep dive in before I make a lineup. Uh, when I when I get the exact news on Devontae, 
Graham over there. I know he's doubtful, so he's probably not going to play, but I want to see deeper dive on how teams have played when they have that long layoff, uh, how their first game back, because that's going to be something that I definitely want to keep an eye on since this team hasn't played in nearly a week. If they come out, if, if the results aren't great, then I'm not really going to target many people on Charlotte. Maybe I'll look uh, at the, at the bargain bin, but even then I, I don't really want to do that. Uh, but if, if the results are that they're fresh and they're ready to go and they're in sync, then I'll have more interest in the mellow ball, the, the, Matchup is pretty good for him. Gordon Hayward, seven four. That's he's just he's five hundred less than Terry Rozier. I know Rozier was on a heater the last couple of games, but that's a very good price tag for him. Um, I think there's a lot to like in this matchup. Even PJ Washington at five three, if he's fully healthy, then we can look we can look towards him too. Um, knowing that both Martins who don't play too much too many minutes, but that's about twenty seven minutes or so, uh, maybe even thirty five minutes, give or take that is up for grabs in the rotation. Uh, so that'll go to some of those forwards there. But I'm staying off until I have more concrete uh, deep dive into how teams play when they have this long long layoff that they're not practicing or doing anything for. <clears throat> um, but, man, let's jump on to the second game with it rematch of the NBA Finals, the Miami Heat and at the Los Angeles Lakers. We do have a spread for this one. It is 214, and the Lakers are five-point home favorites. Uh, we On the injury report, we have the Lakers have Anthony Davis is out. We have Dennis, Dennis Schroeder as out. Markeith Kuzma, LeBron, all probable. And Costas Antetokounmpo, also probable. And on the Heat, we have Avery Bradley, Goran Dragic, Myers Leonard, Chris Silva, all out and gave Vincent as probable. Now, starting with this Heat team, we just watched some of these guys put up monster numbers. We had two triple doubles in the same on the same team uh, with with Bam and and Jimmy. Uh, we watched Tyler Hero do pretty well. He dropped twenty seven of his own. Uh, where can we go here? Knowing that Dragic's out again, uh, knowing that this is a tough matchup, but one without Anthony Davis, is this a game that you're going to have a lot of exposure to? Um, just as a quick side note, just a lot of fun watching a team have two guys triple double in the same game against, you know, the Sacramento Kings, my favorite team, just as an opposing fan, (laughs) just a lot of fun, uh, watching that, but I don't have a ton of interest in the heat in, in this matchup. Um, I, I don't try to, even the Lakers severely shorthanded without, you know, their lead rim protector and Davis. Um, I, I, I look for other spots. They're still an amazing defense. They're, they're not going to play at a fast pace. Um, the heat don't play fast themselves regardless. And all these guys are kind of full priced, uh, at this point since tragic has been out for a while. Um, you're not, so you're not, you're not getting a discount on any of their key cogs. So you can go here if you want to play, you know, the finals rematch narrative, that's going to be a super competitive game. In tournaments, I, I don't have a problem with that. You know, maybe, maybe do a game stack type of scenario, but I, I think we can. I, I can spend my money a little better on this slate. Yeah, and um, for for this matchup, I'm not. It's kind of intense. Um, I, I do like Jimmy Butler, and he's been awesome, and he was awesome in this series in in the finals against this same exact team uh, pretty much so i don't mind going there bam pretty good without anthony davis he has a better matchup but um 
I do think we have some some guys that I might want to spend up for in, in very good matchups coming up. Just fast-paced, no-defense matchups that are right behind this. Uh, <clears throat> so I probably won't have too much exposure to them, but I won't hate it if you if you do go that route. I probably... Uh, I want to say I like Kendrick Nunn at 5-3, but he's not... When Butler is there, even, even when Drogic's not there, if Butler's there, Hero's there, those guys are playing point guard over him. He's playing more off the ball, so he's not really doing too, too much to where I'm very excited about him. I don't mind Kelly Olenek at 5K. I think that's a pretty good matchup for him. No AD, that means Markeith Morris is going to get 17, 23 minutes, and Kyle Kuzma is going to be his main defender. I think that's a solid matchup for him if he plays enough, but... Yeah, I don't think there's too too much where I'm going to go heavily invested on this this Miami side. I'll, I'll have some shots in in GPPs to just be different, but not looking at some of the matchups coming up where I, I might be able to score five points. <laughs> I, right. I'm probably going to go <laughs> there. But uh, what are you looking at on the Lakers? If, if were you going to have any exposure on the other side of the ball? Yeah, I, I kind of think you have to. Um, with Anthony Davis ruled out and uh, Schroeder ruled out, LeBron kind of just turns into Superman again. And it's just this guy's just, he's just amazing. Year 18 that he's still able to do this. But uh, with Schroeder and Davis off the court this season, he has a 34.6% usage rate and 1.48 fantasy points per minute, uh, which is. Uh, not much to say. I mean, that's just really incredible value. And with with this spread where it's at, if the if it's anywhere close to accurate, LeBron is going to have to have a monster game. Like, you know, the only way he he fail or the spread fails or is if LeBron is mediocre. Like, I don't see many cases where the Lakers win big and LeBron has a, a bad game in the spot. So everything's going to operate through LeBron. He's going to have to play monster minutes again uh, in what should be a, a contested close game. Um, kind of Probably my only trepidation here with him is the Heat are a good defensive matchup uh, with him. You know, Jimmy Butler, Bam Adebayo protecting the rim. They can bring in Andre Iguodala. Like, they're one of the better teams in the NBA suited to throwing multiple, multiple defenders and multiple looks at him. But... Yeah, I I think he's a guy you should really consider as as a core piece in cash games, and for me right now I'm kind of wavering between him and Damian Lillard, uh, who um, and we'll get to Damian a little a little later little a little later on, but um, I think he's just uh, he's a tremendous play, and then I think the most popular play of the day is going to be Alex Caruso again. Uh, who ended up drawing the start late and just kind of shows how sharp people are getting. He was still 40% owned after drawing the start late and shorter got ruled out late. Um, he's only 3,900. He's going to be in line for 25 plus minutes again. Um, he he makes a lot of the, the expensive plays on this slate work. So I think he's going to be really popular. Um, the other guy I was looking at was Taylon uh, Horton Tucker. He played 20, 28 minutes last game. I don't know if part of that was uh, maybe a little bit blowout related, but he's been a pretty solid fantasy point per minute guy um, in his career. So if we can think he's going to get around 25 minutes again, I don't, I don't mind going there at a, at the small forward position. Um, the rest of the guys, Kyle Kuzma, 6,700 is just way too expensive 
Um, I, I don't have any interest there. Uh, Montrezl Harrell should be in a better spot at just 5,600. But he only played 15 minutes in the last game. So if he's not going to get up to that 25-28 minute range, you just you still can't play him. But So we'll, we'll kind of see what happens there as the day goes on. Hopefully, maybe we can get some beat reporter clarity uh, of something that happened. Because um, you would think his role would increase. But mainly those three guys, LeBron, Caruso, and Taylor Horton Tucker. Yeah, I'm pretty much with you. I think LeBron at 10-2, he's a lock for 50 points at this point. With with no yeah. Anthony Davis, no matter who they're playing against, uh, he's going to get 30-plus minutes, and he's going to get a ton of usage, and he's going to be LeBron James. So you can lock him in for 50, uh, no matter who gets thrown at him, get what gets thrown at him. Uh, he's just as safe as they come right now. I think you can – Kuzma is, is the second fiddle right now, especially with no Schroeder. There's not many guys who score the who score points on this team, so I don't mind looking at 6-7. Not that the matchup is the greatest, uh, but if you're if you're going for a guy that you know is going to get shots and get going to be there, uh, there's not much outside of LeBron on this team right now. So if you want to be safer and, and go with a steady presence that you know where he's going to get looks, I don't mind going Kuzma there. Uh, Caruso, yeah, with with no Schroeder out, he didn't start the last game, but he's going to get a handful of minutes. He's going to get 25 plus uh, at under 3K or under 4K. You can't really go wrong there. He should hit value. Uh, Taylor Horton Tucker saw a lot of extra minutes. So did Caldwell Pope, who started, but him and Wes Matthews both started. Uh, so you can take your pick on those three guys. I think Tucker has the biggest upside of them because he, he gets hot and, and can score at, at will. I, but I don't mind going uh, Caldwell Pope either. I really won't. I mentioned Wes Matthews, but he's not a guy I'm going to be targeting. I think that there's quite a – all three of those guys, Caruso, Tucker, Pope, um, if you want to vary from the field in, in GPPs and go away from Caruso and go with like Pope or Tucker, don't mind that. And I think all three of these guys under 4K are all options for you um, if you're trying to – get a ton of that big time value. I think we have safe they're they're fairly safe options under 4K. Yeah, um I think this would be a game to hopefully maybe we get a surprise like Taylor Horton Tucker starting or something along those lines. Um I think the one guy I would still avoid if he it's tough. Uh, Markeith Morris if he ends up getting the start that's he's just an experience in itself that even if he's starting, he still is going to be around that 22 minute range. And if he doesn't shoot, you know, five for 11, uh, you know, he's just, he's going to disappoint even at 3,200. So he's, even if he's starting, I don't know exactly if I would go there probably just because value is so thin on the slate, but um, there, I think just know it's going to be tremendous volatility with him. All right, man. Uh, and let's go to this next game. This is the third game on the docket. This game starts at 9 p.m. It's the Kings at the Bulls. Uh, we do have a we don't have a total for this one, but we have the Kings at two and a half road two and a half point road favorites. Uh, and both these teams are on the no no not the back end of back not the Kings. Uh, the Bulls are on the back end of a back to back, so we do not have a. Injury report for them, but on the Kings, we do have a lot of people. We have Metu is out for this one, Woodard is out for this one, and Glenn Robinson, 
Rashawn Holmes and Harrison Barnes are all questionable. Barnes and Holmes missed the last one, Holmes couple. Uh, so that is something, as you alluded to before, that we will need to be keep an eye on out eye out for. And they start at nine. The first game starts at eight. So hopefully we have that news. Uh, but as of right now, oh, and in the Chicago game, we saw Kobe White left early with a knee injury. He did finish the game, so that's good there. But uh, he did leave a little bit early just so everyone knows that. Um, but on the Kings side, we'll I'll start with the Kings. <clears throat> I guess I'll jump into this one. So sure. this is the game. This is one of the games that I was alluding to, too. Just a fast-paced game. Yeah. Uh, the Both these teams aren't necessarily the best defensive, defensive teams, and that's putting it very, very nicely. Uh, and they both like to play fast. So 8K for De'Aaron Fox. Uh, I love that price tag. I, I mean, he's been nearly 9K. He was 9K a couple games ago. He's made 8K. Uh, this is a cheap price for him in a really good matchup. Kobe White is not a good defender, and they've been putting him on the bench lately uh, and going with Sadoransky and, and other people and Levine at the one and whatever mixing and matching they've been doing. But uh, Fox is in a very good matchup. Um, and it all depends, honestly. I uh, probably won't go Buddy Heald at 6'4", but I don't I think that's a good matchup as well. Uh, I like Tyrese Halliburton at 5'8", a little bit better. Awesome matchup. Uh, but where I go after that, honestly, all depends on the news. Because if, if Harrison Barnes and Rashawn Holmes don't play again, it just opens up so much value. And if they do play, they're, all, they're in great spots as well. So uh, it's hard to say where I want to go at the moment. But like I know Hassan Whiteside let everybody down in the last one. Uh, he might not play too much in this matchup if uh if Holmes doesn't play and, and Carter they take him off the field when or and when, and when they put on um uh Thaddeus Young at center. But I think Whiteside still a GPP play at four eight if there's no Holmes. Uh Pichalika at four seven. Like there's a lot of good guys. I think Jeffries if if Glenn Robinson doesn't play at three one is a really good price tag. Uh, he looks he looks pretty good, and I know he's not playing too many minutes right now. He played 17 in that last one, and he hit every single shot he took, including five threes. Yeah. Uh, so especially if Robinson doesn't play and Barnes doesn't play, that's a guy that I'll definitely take some stabs at. But uh, at the moment, this Kings team is Fox, Halliburton, and then question marks because I don't know exactly where I can go with, with who's in and who's out. Yeah, I mean, I, I think you nailed it. You know, if news goes, I guess, bad or for the Kings, but good for us DFS players, you know, Barnes, Holmes, and Robinson end up missing this game, I, I think you probably are going to fire up a minimum of four Kings uh, in some capacity. Just Halliburton, Bagley, Bielitsa, Corey Joseph, Daquan Jeffries. I think all those guys would be in play and probably among the better values um, just because the Kings in general play a really tight rotation. And when you take, you know, three guys out of that, uh, it just opens up so much opportunity. And when you consider the game environment and the game context of the Bulls defense, um, it's hard to beat on this five game slate. Uh, but regardless, I think De'Aaron Fox is, um, regardless of the injury information, I think Fox is one of my conviction plays of this slate. Um, we're getting a nice little buy low opportunity here. I, I think you nailed it. You know, he's down 1K from where he was on the 14th against Memphis. 
and he's had kind of three okay, not all that great games after he was just torching everybody uh, when the Kings were on that seven and one stretch. Uh, but this is where we want to buy back in. You know, the Kings are on an 0-4 skid. Um, Walton's really going to lean into his main cogs. Um, and this up-and-pace game environment is kind of where we want to play Fox. So you're getting a really cheap price. I think we can be really confident in the minutes, especially if it's a competitive game, as the spread suggests. And the Kings are likely going to be missing some usage components from their... Um, key rotation guys so that's checks all the boxes of what we look for and i he's affordable with just about any stud you want to pair him with um so fox yeah i i think regardless of what happens here he's going to be a uh cash game core play for me awesome and on this bull side uh i think we can run it back with a lot of these guys too and and zach levine at nine two uh another guy we i was just when I mentioned the the Butler and eight nine, I was alluding to this game and another game, the, the late game that there's going to be people around that price tag that we can go after. And Levine against the Kings, uh, pretty much anyone against the Kings we could play this, these days, yep. and especially their shooting guard and Sato point guard, uh, fantastic matchup, uh, fantastic, just everything. And, and the price tag is not not bad. I mean, it's nine two. Not barely over 9k, so we can definitely attack him there. I'll be having a lot of shares of him, uh, and then we can look at the other guys depending on what they're going to do on the back end of a back to back. Wendell Carter Jr., not a bad price tag, especially if Rashawn Holmes doesn't play and they don't go too much white side, or if they do, that's he's, he's just in a very good spot there. But he just came back from injury. And he's not playing a ton of minutes, but it's it's something that we'll have to monitor that if they do want to play him on the back end of a back-to-back. If they do and there's no restrictions and he's still going to play his 25, 30-ish minutes role where they're grinding him up, I think that's a good price tag. If not, that young at 6K becomes almost a lock in most people. He's going to have to start at center, and uh, no matter who he's going against, that's fantastic. Um, we can look at... Other people, maybe if if Wendell Carter Jr. doesn't play, Denzel Valentine at 4-6, Garrett Temple at 4-3, Sadoransky at 4-2, who's been playing a lot more than Kobe White. Maybe Kobe White wakes up and is a little sore. Uh, There's some some good value here to be looked at depending on what the injury report comes up with. And if everybody's in, everybody's ready to go, uh, Levine's definitely the guy I'm taking. And then I'll take some stabs at a couple other people, uh, a lower people that uh, like a Carter Jr. and, and a Sadoransky. Yeah, uh, the only problem with Levine is I don't know how to fit him with an expensive guy and mm-hmm. Darren Fox because you just kind of run out of money. Um, hopefully, if we get a little more consistent value um, as we go into tomorrow, maybe you can fit all three guys. Uh, but I think I want to play a LeBron... Uh, a Damian Lillard or a Steph Curry in my cash game builds. And I definitely want to play Fox. So he only makes the cut or he's only a cut in cash games for that reason. If we do get better value opening up where all, all three are possible, I, you just can't ask for a better spot for Levine. Uh, the Kings just don't have the perimeter defense to hold him back. And he really does thrive in these up-tempo matchups where he can just get a lot of shots up. Um, I think you called it with Thaddeus Young, uh, especially if Rashawn Holmes is out. Uh, just Marvin Bagley, while has shown 
pretty good improvement on the offensive end. He's still very much a young project big defensively. And that's just kind of a matchup the a veteran like him can really take advantage of. And uh, he's been really secure. Um, I, I don't think he's been starting, right? I think they've been going Patrick Williams at the mm-hmm. four. Uh, yeah. But his minutes role has still been fairly consistent in that 25 to 30 minutes. Uh, and he's just really excelled. Um, I, I think they should – I would look into maybe starting him a little over Patrick Williams at this point, but um, I think 6K is very fair price tag in, in this spot for him. Um, yeah, I, I, this is just a game you want to attack, so you can go to Patrick, all the guys you mentioned. Uh, Wendell Carter Jr. is way too cheap at 5.1. Patrick Williams is a very reasonable small forward power forward play at 4,800. Um, just kind of mix and match these pieces, and um, yeah, this is just the game you want to be focused on on this short slate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a good, it's a good game to attack. I, I'm, we're going to get points and, and value somewhere in that that uh, late range, especially on the Bulls, where five, between five one and and four two, there's just so many guys that can go off. Yeah, uh, but I wouldn't. I would mix and match. I wouldn't throw like five of them all in there. But if we see that a Wendell Carter Jr. or Kobe White or some of them are, then I'll, I'll start stacking more of these these value guys so I can get uh, extra pieces in there on the yep. higher end. <clears throat> but um, yeah, man, let's go to the next game, the second to last game of the night. Already, we have the Phoenix Suns at the Memphis Grizzlies. Uh, this one, <laughs> this one starts at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time as well. And both of these teams are on the back end of a back-to-back, uh, so we do not have an injury report for them yet. And it's something that we're going to have to keep an eye on out, eye out for. Uh, but we do know that Jaron Jackson Jr. and Justice Winslow are not going to play. Uh, Dylan Brooks missed tonight's game on Friday. So that is something to keep an eye on out for. But we did get Desmond Bain. We did get DeAnthony Melton back. Maybe Melton doesn't play in this one. I know Bain was out for personal reasons. Melton was out for an injury. So that is something to keep an eye on eye out for uh but the grizzlies did start Ja. they started grayson allen they started uh kyle anderson brandon clark and j val on the phoenix side nothing no crazy news that i i know of at the moment they started uh paul booker bridges kaminsky and ayton and no one looked like they went out uh so they should be ready to go uh we'll see what happens with the injury report tomorrow but let's start with the Sun side and and where you're looking at here, knowing that uh, they're playing against a, a slower paced kind of Grizzlies team. I'm really not, if I can be <laughs> honest here. Yeah, this is just I think one of the worst game environments maybe we've seen all season. Um, the the Suns are just kind of fantasy death, honestly. They you know they play incredibly slow. Uh, they're a pretty deep core. Uh, they just kind of spread all their production around. Um, their three key guys, Booker, Paul, Aiton, all kind of take turns going off. Um, and kind of the same with the ancillary guys too. You know, Bridges, Crowder, Kaminsky, Johnson. You just kind of never know which one is going to spike on a game-to-game basis. But, you know, they're just a really good team, and they beat you with their really good depth. Um, just not. It's just not a good fantasy spot. I think there's some, you know, if we do get some injury news, I would definitely be uh, 
a little more interested as the, the Grizzlies have not been able to figure out their defense uh, since they restarted after all their COVID issues. And they've been, uh, they've ranked 26th in defensive rating over their last seven games. Um, and it, it still is a pace-up spot because everything's a pace-up spot for the Suns. You know, <laughs> the Grizzlies are 15th in pace uh, over that span. So if you get some injury news, you can you can definitely start attacking some of these price tags. But everyone's just kind of priced correctly. Um, and it's always just a guessing game with the Suns. So we... On slates like this, even short slates, like I don't want to force myself into spots like this when we have you know games like Sacramento, Chicago, Golden State, Charlotte, and then you know Washington, Portland in the final game. Um, I just don't think we need to do it. Yeah, and and this is one of the games that I don't want to attack as well. Uh, the in both sides really, the yeah. the Grizzlies are playing. Assuming that everybody's playing on both teams, like that played tonight, and it, even if Dylan Brooks, if Dylan Brooks is in or out, uh, if he comes back, it just muddies the waters even more on that Grizzlies team because uh, they just they're playing everybody. They're playing everybody. The, the rotation is deep, and in the Sun side, uh, they're they're pretty deep at rotation, but they're very balanced in the way that they beat you. And on the back end of a back to back against a, a Grizzlies team, I don't see them running the floor like crazy. They slow the pace down. They're second slowest team in the league, and they're one of the best defensive teams in the league. This is on the Sun side. Uh, the Grizzlies are also very slow, and they're one of the better defender teams, defensive teams in the league. I really don't want too much exposure on most of on on either side. I think both prices are both teams have fair price tags. Uh, unless yeah. there's unless there's people out. Again, then I'll look at there. Maybe Brandon Clark's probably the one guy on, on the Grizzly side that I'm looking at and saying, Frank Kaminsky can't guard him. I know they, they'll probably go Crowder again, but um, I'm not going to have too much interest in this game outside of GPPs because I think other people are thinking the same thing. Like, oh, we have the Bulls and the, and the Kings going at it. We have the Warriors and the Hornets, fast-paced teams. We have the late game that we'll get to, another team that fast-paced teams that don't play defense. So this is more of a GPP type turning to me but it's, even in that scenario i'm not huge on this game environment yeah even there though it's like you can get more creative in the other games and not be i don't know if we have the totals out for these games though but i it's probably going to be 20 25 points lower than some of these other games um something along those lines it's like you're just giving up so many possible possessions points scored everything like um, so, well, yeah, you do get ownership. Maybe, maybe you get some pretty good ownership. You're just kind of guessing at which guy's going to go off anyway. And it's not really great low ownership. Like that's kind of a missing factor that some people forget when building tournament lineups is, um, it's great that you got low ownership, but it actually needs to be a decent play in the first place. <laughs> yeah, I agree with that one. Uh, but what about on the, on the Grizzly side? Is there anybody that you're looking at here, just same thing, pretty much avoiding this game. Yeah, I mean, maybe you can look at the guards, uh, Bain, Melton, Grayson Allen, if Dylan Brooks does miss, uh, just because the positional stuff and shooting guard, small forward is always kind of a difficult spot to fill on most slates. But even there, it's like you're not really getting great value on any of them. Um, mm-hmm. I would just, I would just, if we can, let's let's look to avoid this game and get our plays elsewhere. 
Yeah, unless Dylan Brooks misses again and they rest Melton because he just came back from a shoulder injury, then I don't really want to look at, at the guards. If if both those guys are out, then Bain at thirty eight, Grayson Allen, he's been he's been hot at fifty two. Don't is yeah. aren't bad to me. Um but Brandon Clark is the one guy that I I would give consideration to at five five. I think that's a pretty solid price tag for him if you're looking there, but I, I again I I think we have other options that we're going to yep. be paying for and we want lower priced guys uh, before we get to this last game which I'm kind of excited to talk about too and we have uh, a total for this one and it is a whopping 242 Oof. and we have the the home team as the six point home favorites and it is the Washington Wizards at the Portland Trail Blazers so the Blazers are a six point home favorite and yes oof to that whopping 242 total. Um, even if they fall short of that by 15 points, that's still a big total. Uh, but we have the Blazers have Zach Collins, Harry Giles, uh, CJ McCollum, Joseph Nurkic all out. And the Wizards have Ish Smith and Thomas Bryant. So as of now on the official injury report, both these teams are pretty healthy besides the people that we know have been out uh, and, and Giles, who was added a couple days ago. Uh, but let's start with this uh, Warriors team. I'll, I'll throw it to you. I took the last fun one. Uh, I'll throw this one to you. Russell Westbrook at 10K and Bradley Beal at 9-9. Uh, can you, are, are you looking to get one of these guys in your lineup? And if you don't get either of them, is there a lot that you can like on this team outside these monsters of usage? Man, I, if, I, I think we just missed the boat on, these, on the value here. Like, um, you know, Russ was all the way down to 8.4K, you know, nine days ago on the 10th. Like, that that was the time to buy, buy into Russ. And when both of them were on the court, even, you know, even in a really good matchup like this one, it's uh, it's very similar to the issue that Hart, he, Russ and Harden had last year where they just kind of they just kind of limit each other's upside. And, you know, maybe we could go here if we didn't have really great other expensive options on this slate. But I think we do have those available to us, and I think um, for cash games, I think both guys are going to be in a void. And as far as the cheaper guys go, um, it, it's just so tough to get on board with any of these guys when Russ and Bill are in. You just don't really know who's going to be the guy who spikes. Um, you know, Davis Bertans. You know, the forty-eight looks great, um, but then you see it's like. Yeah, when you're shooting the lights out nine for eleven, you can um, without really much ancillary stats. It's one of those. It's like the Duncan Rob- Robinson pr- principle. If you know he's scorching it from deep, he's gonna dominate his price tag. If not, he's gonna fall drastically under his projection. He just has a super wide range of outcomes. Um, but I don't mind it. I mean, the, the game environment gives it a significant boost for Bertans at fifty six hundred. Uh, Rui at 5,900, I think is okay. But again, it's just, there's just not a whole lot of shots available for the rest of these guys when Russ and Beal are on the court together. Yeah. Um, and Bertans, if he didn't get that, that massive heater last game and, and jump up uh, the last two games, he, he, he's, he was pretty good. And he, now he's in five, six, um, I'd rather, I think I feel safer with Clark, but at the same time, I think there's better, different options than other people. I don't really want to be around that range for a guy who can fall off. Right. Um, and yeah, Westbrook and Beal, 
I think they're pretty relatively safe, especially in this matchup for 50 points. So I don't mind if you go there, but I think a lot of people might go there as well. And I'd rather differentiate and get my 50 or so from another match or another player, just in case these two guys are just sharing the the load and they're both in fantastic spots and, and don't mind if you go there. I just don't know if there's anything else to go to. Uh, Like like the I'm not going to touch Rui. Don't really want Bertans at this price. Uh, Raul Nido. Like there's there's no one really here that sticks out to you. And you you try and go to who's going to play small forward. Uh, it's probably Bertans has been playing a lot more small forward. Uh, and who's going to play center? It's one day it's it's Wagner. One day it's Len. One day it's Robin Lopez. It's very hard to go with one of them but I don't mind going with one of them. I, the, the matchup against Portland and Enos Cantor at center is an enticing one. So if you can call yeah. that one correctly, you're very good and, and you should be playing roulette uh, tonight. But it's, <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's a tough call. 4K, 3.9, and 3.5, they're all very good prices under 4K and in a juicy matchup. It's just who's going to be the hot hand tonight, and that's what Scott Brooks is going to go with. And even when they're on the hot hand, he doesn't even go with them fully, so it's very tough to call. But uh, if you're if you're the gambling man and you're the person that likes to take just chances, uh, then I don't mind going at that center position either. But unfortunately, if if just as most teams that have just two stud guys that take all the usage away, if you're not going with those top two guys, it's just uh, it's a guessing game. Yeah, it's a crapshoot, and you just. Do do what you can, but I I'm not I don't feel comfortable too much going with them. Anybody outside those two guys. Yep. And we we have a lot of alternatives, also. So they're not they're not locks to be in your lineup. But um, on the Blazer side, we're not in a similar boat because a couple of the big usage guys are out. Uh, but we have Lillard at ten six, and then we have uh, some decent value here. But wh- where would you look on on this team, and would you go Lillard over those two Washington guys? Yes. Um, I think it's a matter of, you know, this is an incredible game environment, but a lot of it is the Blazers seeing the major boost by with the pace that the Wizards play at. Um, The Blazers have been one of the slowest teams in the NBA over the last seven games. Um, They've been incredibly successful. You know, the six and one record, which is, I think to just really boost Dame's uh, MVP MVP case, where he's able to kind of carry basically the bench, the Portland bench, to uh, a really respectable record record in the Western Conference. Um, but they they just see a it's just one of the biggest pace uh, spots I've seen in the NBA this year. Where um, over the last seven games, the Blazers have been the thirtieth the slowest team while the Wizards have been the fastest team. And similar with the defensive, it's obviously an amazing defensive matchup. And there's just not a player in the NBA who has a more locked-in shot volume or offensive workload than uh, Lillard has right now. Like, you know if it's a competitive game, he's going to get over 20 shots. He's going to be the lead uh, playmaker on the team. And if he can kind of run into five rebounds and maybe one or two blocks and steals, like he's gonna get you, he's gonna get you over sixty. Um, the guy, he's just been, he's just been amazing during the stretch. And 
Unfortunately, we we don't get him on uh, the value anymore. <laughs> he, he's just so he's just so expensive. But man, I can't imagine a better uh, game context um, at at ten point six k versus the Wizards with all the usage guys out. So. That's kind of currently what I'm struggling with. Uh, LeBron versus Dame as the the cash the cash build around. Uh, LeBron is probably the safer and more popular option. Uh, but man, I, I think Damian I think Damian's in a, an amazing amazing spot. Um, and then the other guy I've been really looking at is uh, Enos Cantor at six point nine k. I think oh, for a lot of the same reasons for Dame. You know he's getting decent run. Unfortunately, I was expecting a bigger offensive workload for him. He's kind of been hovering around like ten to twelve shots, sometimes going as low as like six, six or seven. Um, I thought he would be around like thirteen to sixteen, kind of be like that second offensive option behind Dame. Uh, but maybe this is a really good get right spot for him. Um, it just the Wizards' interior defense is not good. Just their defense overall is not good. And I, I think this is a pretty solid spot for him to um, see uh, see a really nice uh, rebounding upside with more possessions, a faster game. Um, so I, I think he's a very reasonable price tag at 6.9K. Um, the rest of the guys are getting a little expensive for my taste. Um, I think I like the potential values in the Kings game, the Lakers game, a little more than the guys here. But I, I don't have any problem if you want to go back to Mello in this game environment, 5.1K. Uh, Robert Covington, 6.2K, same thing. Um, this is just, along with the Kings game, I think th- this is just where where you want to be. I think this team, especially the Blazers, uh, is one of the best game context environments on the slate. Yeah, and, and everything you said about Lillard, I'm just – I'm I can I'm uh co-signing that. Uh we we have three guys over 10k that we we can go to in this in this late or four guys 10 or I should say Westbrook is at exactly 10k. Uh, and Seth, Steph Curry is going against uh, LaMelo who people kept comparing him to or comparing LaMelo to uh, but I don't know how I feel about the Hornets not playing in a whole week. Uh and then LeBron is is by himself, but he's also playing a very tough defense. And then there's Lillard at ten six, who's the highest guy on this slate. But you look at his last three games, twenty eight, twenty five, twenty six. That's how many shot attempts he's taken in the last three games. That is absolute insanity. Uh, he's he's shot he's shooting nearly forty eight percent from the field in those three games too. So he's on a heater right now. And if he's going to take twenty plus shots. And then even the game before that, he took 16. But then in the uh, the th- four games be- before that game, he's taken over 20 shots each game too. So the the, the volume is easily there. The matchup is yep. fantastic. Uh, there's nobody on the other team that's going to be able to stop him if they want. So I don't. I, I love going there as well. Uh, then yeah, Cantor is going to be in a fantastic matchup against the three people I mentioned on the Wizards who. You don't know who's going to be playing at center and how many minutes they're going to play on a given night. It's just mix and match. Whoever's kind of doing good is going to play, but none of them are really good defenders. So Cantor or or rebounders. So Cantor has an advantage on the two things he does good: score on the paint and grab rebounds. Uh, very and and like Wagner, Len, they can't really guard him down there. Uh, Robin Lopez kind of could, but not great at it. 
Uh, Robert Covington, he's been coming on. I think the price tag jumped up to where it's more where I like it, where where it's more fair. Uh, it was in the mid-fives the last couple times. Uh, but he is still playing backup center for this team, and I think he still can provide value there. I'm not in love with it as I was when it was mid-fives, but still there. Gary Trent has been on a heater lately. Don't mind, don't hate going there, but I don't love it as well. Uh, he's going to be, he's not a guy that I'm going to be actively targeting. Um, and yeah, I think, like you said, there's a lot of good value elsewhere that we can find, like Derek Jones Jr. Not really. I don't want to go there for 4 4. I don't hate going to Simons at, at 3 9. This guy's been playing pretty well, too. Uh, and, and they're going to probably have more two guard lineups, so I don't mind going there but i do think like the lakers and and possibly the kings if if people are out uh, we're gonna have more value there under that 4k that we don't have to go there uh, yeah. but yeah I, I think lillard and and if you take some stabs at Cantor and covington uh both both very good for me on this matchup specifically so people are going to score and you're going to want to get some exposure there and the one guy you can 100 percent count on though is is lillard just with that usage is just insane yeah i mean that's he's just you just know what you're gonna get <laughs> like mm-hmm. if it's a competitive game and he gets his full run he's got you just know he's gonna be chucking up 20 20 plus shots like it's just going to happen uh which is rare uh, like you know there's not a lot we can really just absolutely depend on so i, I think that's really valuable um, even at when he's at his kind of all time high price tag wise. So as the day goes on, well, you know, I'll, I'll be in discord tomorrow, kind of talking through my updated thoughts between LeBron and Dame. But, um, yeah, I, I'll play Damian Lillard tomorrow. <laughs> he, I, I think it's, it's just, uh, it's just an amazing, amazing spot. Awesome, man. And, um, before we head on out of here, is there anything you want to say? Uh, and do you have a, a low pro. We'll, we'll do this. We have we're in the option of we have most most people that we like in the top. We kind of mentioned there. Uh, is there a, a lower guy? Uh, well, the value we kind of mentioned where that was. But is there a mid range guy that you're eager to to roster in this in this slate? Mid range. Mm, we'll say think... we'll say in the mid fives to uh, mid sevens. We'll throw that. Very, very mid-range uh, type of play. Right now, I don't think so. I think Thaddeus Young really, really stands out. Thaddeus Young, Kobe White, 6K, 6.1K really stand out. And then uh, depending on the injury news um, with Barnes, Holmes, and Glenn Robinson, um, I think I might end up playing like five kings, like Tyrese Halliburton and Marvin Bagley. Uh, Bielitsa, Corey Joseph, Jeffries. I think all six of their of their ancillary guys would be in play. Um, just depending on the way everything else shakes out, but I think your mid range is probably going to happen in in that game in some format. Mm-hmm. And then um, I think Ennis Cantor at six point nine. He's a little upper end of what you asked for, but. Um, I'm just waiting. I I keep I keep going I keep going here <laughs> for, yeah. for for him to get some sort of shot volume and kind of pair that with you know potential twenty and twenty upside. Um, but 
I, I want to invest in this game environment. It's still a very reasonable price tag. Um, I can be confident in the role, uh, especially considering, you know, the Wizards almost always have a true center out there, whether it's Lopez or Alex Lynn or, uh, you know, one of those guys. So I think, I think Ennis Cantor, may, maybe that's a hot take. I'm, I'm not sure, but, um, he would be he would be another guy I'm strongly considering for uh, cash game core. All right, I like it, and yeah, I think uh, I'm with you with the news because the the two guys in that lower 5k or mid 5k range that I'm looking at, uh, Tyrese Halliburton and and Thad Young, and both of them get a boost with the news that we'll get tomorrow. Uh, yep. the, the Kings are one of the teams that we have to wait on because they they released their injury report and they have a few guys key guys that are questionable the bulls are one of the teams on the back end of a back-to-back um and the teams that are on the back end of a back-to-back are the warriors bulls Suns, grizzlies those four and the kings are on the front end of a back-to-back uh if if you think that if barnes or and or uh holmes and even robinson if if they're banged up a little bit i would lean towards them sitting on the front end of back-to-back but I haven't been always 100% accurate this year. Everything's been – I've been thrown for a loof a lot this year with all this yeah. crazy news. So we'll see what happens. Um, but, yeah, I'm, I'm with you there too. I think those are guys that I'm looking at, and I'll definitely look at even more so once we get the news, which we should get before we get on um, get on that main lock that starts at 8 p.m. Uh, but before we head on on here, I do want to tell you guys, give us a, a rate review uh, on – wherever you're listening to this, whether it's Apple Podcasts, Spotify, uh, Apple Beam, or Podbeam. I think that's what it's called, Podbeam, uh, wherever you're looking. I don't personally use Podbeam, if you couldn't tell, but I hear that's one <laughs> of them. Um, and, and give Aaron a follow on, on Twitter. His Twitter handle is Asmus Sports. if you want to spell that for us. Yeah, uh, A-S-M-U-S-S-P-O-R-T-S on Twitter. All right, and my, I'm... I am Santino Cocone on Twitter and here. Uh, And thank you guys for giving us a listen. And we will catch you again tomorrow. I believe it's Keith. Nope, Chuck. It's Chuck and uh, Mike tomorrow. And myself and Aaron will catch you again on the next Saturday that we get on here. Uh, Aaron is also on the article, so keep an eye out for that. Uh, He gets... Good on those. He gives you some plays, and (laughs) 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 and you'll get there. And you already mentioned that you're going to be on Discord, so you're going to get a lot of Aaron in this this weekend. Uh, So thank you guys for joining us, and we will catch you again tomorrow. This has been a Hoop Bowl presentation.